Welcome to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast, helping people who want to improve their health and change their mindset around food so they can live the life they were designed and called for. I am your host, Adrienne Delgado, and in this podcast, you will get practical nutrition and health tips for both you and your entire family. I am a registered dietitian. I'll give you step-by-step plans to reach your goals, easy tips to stay motivated, and my favorite recipes that I know you will enjoy too. Nutrition and health doesn't have to be boring or grueling. Let's enjoy the journey while we strive to reach the destination together. So grab your water bottle and notebook because it's time to get started. Welcome back to another episode of Nourish, Eat, Repeat. Guys, I have got a story to share with you because these past four days have been incredible. And when I say incredible, I don't want you to think incredible, good, incredible, amazing, exciting. I want you to think incredible, disastrous, incredible, like, oh my goodness, how does this stuff even happen? Because that's honestly how we felt. Like, we can't even make this stuff up. So, as you know, we're all coming, um, I don't want to say out of this COVID-19 pandemic, because we're still in it, but a lot of states are reopening. Our state of Pennsylvania, we used a color-coded system to move through the different stages of reopening. And so we have been for... 12, 13 weeks in what we call the red phase, where we, you know, pretty much cannot be out without masks. A lot of businesses are closed. Um, It's just been, it's been tough. We did the whole homeschool thing, which my goodness, that could be an episode all in itself because of how challenging that was. Um, But yeah, you know, we're doing it just like everybody is doing it. And I think that's really what helped me cope and get through it was because the situation wasn't happening to me. It was happening to us. It was happening to everyone. And so there was a level of comfort involved in this isn't just a personal attack on me or my family, but everybody is struggling and everybody is trying to figure out their routine and and how they want to cope with this situation. So this past Wednesday, um, as I'm taping this now, it's it's Sunday, but this past Wednesday was the last day of school. And it was going to be fabulous. It was going to be great because we finally made it. I was so excited. Uh, Wednesday, they were also calling for some pretty intense storms. And so I believe it was around lunchtime. We had this crazy, wicked rainstorm with really high winds. Like we're talking 80, 83 mile an hour winds. So there was a lot of destruction in the area, a lot of trees down, electric is out. Um, I was at work at the time. So when the electric went out, you know, you figure it might be out for an hour or two. Um, I think we were without electric for about five and a half hours. So not terrible, just inconvenient. I call home to see if everything's okay, because I know we do have some trees around the house, and and I'm informed that we lost a couple, but not near the house. Everything's okay. Um, we recently dug a pond on our property. My husband wants to um, stock fish. I think 
because my husband's not working as much right now, being in that red phase, he needed a project to keep him busy. So we recently dug out a pond. We had it seeded. We had it strawed, you know, ready to go so we can grow grass. And then the storm happens and it blew all the seed away. All the straw is now in the pond. And so my husband, Jim, tells me, hey, I'm going to go run to the store and I'm going to go get more grass seed. But yeah, we don't have electric here, but it should be coming on shortly. Apparently, when he went to get his grass seed, he couldn't open the door. I Honestly, I don't even know the whole story. But long story short, he left his phone on the bumper of the car and lost the phone. So now he has no phone. Apparently, when he got home, he told the kids to go into the pond and fish out all the straw uh, from the storm. And then when they got out of the pond, and of course they are muddy because that it, there's, you know, there's no liner in the pond. It's just a big muddy mess. And they get out and he tells them to go get a shower. But then he realizes, hey, we have no electric. Our well feeds off of electricity. Um, oh, that's right, guys. You can't get a shower, even though you're filthy and muddy, but there's no way for you to get clean. And so he's telling me this on the phone while I'm at work. And I'm laughing because, oh, silly, that you know, that's inconvenient. That's kind of funny that he didn't realize that they couldn't shower. Uh, I'm not kind of laughing about the phone because that, um, you know, is just going to be an expense on our part. But, you know, things happen. So, you know, I'm not giving him a hard time about it. I'm letting him know updates about work and when we, if we have power. And we're kind of just chuckling about how, you know, it's just not a great day. Do you guys remember that book, like Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good Day? Yeah, it's about to get worse. So finally at work, the electric comes on. Still no electric at home. I'm meeting with my last client. As I'm checking her out, I notice that my daughter walks from the bathroom into the front nutrition room. So after the lady leaves, I go into the room and I find Jim and my three youngest children in the room doing puzzles. One of them is wearing a robe. I was like, what is going on here? First of all, why are you guys here? And Jim tells me, Adrian, we have no water at home. We can't use the bathroom. We can't wash our hands. We have nothing to eat because we can't cook. He's like, it's a nightmare. It's hot. And so we're here and we're going to sleep over. I was like, at work? We're going to sleep at work? And he's like, it's great. I bought sleeping bags. I packed you clothes. I packed everything. It's going to be so much fun. And I'm thinking in my head, this does not sound like fun. Who wants to sleep on a hard floor when there is a perfectly good bed waiting for me at my home? But, you know, he does make a good point. We need bathrooms. Bathrooms are a big deal. So we decide to spend the night. I go to take out my contacts. There's no contact stuff. He forgot to pack the contact stuff. And so I start to give him a hard time. And he's like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what I don't know what you need. I was so busy trying to get this stuff for you. I'm like, this stuff? What are you talking about? I open up the bag. He has packed me three boxes of tampons. I'm like, what the heck? What are you doing? No contact stuff, but three boxes of tampons? Like, where do, what is going through your head? Let me tell you, he is not great at packing. As much as he thinks he is, he's terrible. And so I have three boxes of tampons, nothing to put my contacts in, but oh well, I guess we're just going to go with it. 
I sleep on the hard floor, toss and turn all night. I think we left work the next morning at 5.30 because nobody slept. So now we're miserable, we're tired. Don't forget, kids are muddy because they haven't had a chance to shower. And it is just a complete disaster. We go home, we do some work around the house. We're thinking, hey, this has got to, this has got to clear up soon. Again, we've got to get electric. I go up to the garden to kind of do some weeding and pick asparagus. Now remember, Jim doesn't have a phone because he lost his phone. My phone is now dead because I have nowhere to charge it. It is Thursday at this point. I'm up in the garden. I'm weeding. I come down. I notice that our neighbors are outside. Now, we don't have a lot of neighbors, uh, but these happen to be outside, these people, and I've never met them before because they're new neighbors, but I decide, hey, let me introduce myself and ask them if their phones are working and if they hear any updates of when we're supposed to get our power back on. And the lady tells me, she's like, yeah, I just called. I got an update. It's supposed to be on June 7th by 11. And it was hard for me to hear because we live on a busy road and I kept fixating on the the 11. I was like, 11 o'clock? And she's like, yes, June 7th by 11. And I was like, oh, 11 o'clock. Because I'm thinking in my head that today is June 7th and it will be on by 11 o'clock. Okay, not a big deal. We can tough it out for the rest of the night. And I walk inside the house and I'm sitting there and I tell my son, my oldest son, Jake, hey, it, the electric should be on by 11 tonight. And he's like, oh, what a pain. And I was like, yeah, you're right. And I'm sitting there and all of a sudden it dawns on me. She says, June 7th. I'm like, wait a second. Did she just say June 7th at 11? Because at this point it is June 4th. And I'm like, are you kidding me? We have to go through another couple days without electric. What are we going to do with all our food? Right? We have a deep freezer down in our basement. We have an overflow refrigerator in our garage for all our produce. And then we have a regular refrigerator. So now I'm like in panic mode and I'm yelling to Jim. I'm like, you got to help me. We got to unload these refrigerators and we got to take all of it to work because we have nowhere else to take it. Um, we're going to lose all this food. So we're frantically trying to, to move the food around. Um, again, we're filthy, dirty people. I have to go to work the next day. Uh, it is just a disaster. So we tell the kids, tomorrow night we'll get a hotel room. And um, thankfully, that worked. And everybody was okay. We got to shower. We got to be clean. But it's just one thing to the next. And we're just looking at each other like, oh my goodness, how can this get any worse? But guys, let me tell you, no electric and no water is about as bad as it gets. Like it has given me a whole new appreciation for people that do not have these amenities that are just so vital and so important. And so, you know, it was just a complete disaster. We do finally get our electric back a day early. It came on Saturday, uh, yesterday, and I do need to quick do a shout out to all of the amazing men and workers that drove here from Kansas City and Missouri to fix and restore our power. Like I am just so, so thankful for these men who drove two and a half days to help me get electric bag and help me get water. And they were just the sweetest people ever. And so guys, this happens. This stuff happens. 
right? We can't plan for it. We can't predict it. It just happens. Life happens all the time. And I think when it comes to nutrition, we totally, we totally get um, overwhelmed and distracted when life doesn't go as planned, right? When everything's going as planned and we're able to plan our meals and we're able to plan what we're going to have to eat and what we're going to do. You know me, I love a good plan. But when we don't have an opportunity to plan and things get crazy and things get overwhelming, we are very quick to, you know, leave everything we've ever known and just completely give up. And so today I want to give you just three quick tips on how you can Um, overcome the crazy and the overwhelm when life becomes unpredictable. All right. So tip number one is you must ditch the all or nothing mentality. Now I am, I am so, I want to say victim to this too, but I'm guilty of this too. So when we got into that hotel room after we got showers, there was a part of me was like, yes, let's just order all this junk food and let's just, you know, do nothing except watch movies because we haven't watched TV in a couple days. Like, let's just go so far the other direction because we feel like we deserve this. All right. And so it's like if I can't have my plan where I can make the foods I want and eat the way I want and exercise the way I want because life has just handed me a natural disaster, then I might as well ditch the whole entire thing and swing all the way to the other side. And guys, that's not how this works. I recently met with a a um, patient who disclosed to me that he was in rehab for drugs and alcohol. And he shared with me that his therapist um, that he was working with gave him this really important tool where he says to himself, first thought wrong. Okay? He told himself, first thought wrong. And I think about that all the time because how often is my first thought wrong? Right? We go into these like extreme circumstances. And I'm like, let's ditch everything we know about health and nutrition and eat a whole bunch of junk food. Let's order a bunch of junk. Let's get snack foods. Let's get desserts. Let's, you know, order from the vending machine. And I have to remind myself that first thought wrong. Like that's not where my mind needs to go. Actually, I need to kind of pull it together and be an example for my family. And there's nothing wrong with getting a couple snacks. I don't want you guys to think that's what I'm, that's the moral of the story because we did end up getting um, microwave popcorn from uh, the vending machine as a snack that night. But first thought wrong, right? All or nothing mentality never serves us well. Our lives do not behave and operate in black or white. So one of my favorite examples of this all or nothing mentality is the example of a paycheck. So when you get your paycheck, do you spend all your money? No, that would not be responsible. Most of us have electric bills or a mortgage or a rent payment. We have to buy groceries. So spending all our money would not make sense. Do you save all your money? No, because what's the fun in that? You might want to buy a new shirt. You might want to go out to eat with your friends. You might want to go on vacation. Somewhere along the way, you had to decide what is your spend to save ratio. 
and your spend-to-save ratio may look different than my spend-to-save ratio, and that doesn't mean that either one of us is wrong if our technique works for us. But we had to figure out where we live, what shade of gray works best, because black or white thinking is never helpful. It never serves us well. And so if we're going to do a a pandemic, if we're going to do a power outage, if we're going to do life, we have to know that the unexpected is going to happen. It just does. It, we very rarely is every day going to look and behave like the one before. You know, your plans are going to get disrupted. But having the all or nothing mentality on top of that is just going to, you know, pretty much guarantee disastrous results. So catch yourself first, first thought wrong, and then readjust and think, okay, this doesn't mean I have to completely abort my health habits or the things that I know are true to my nutrition foundation. This is just a little hiccup in my routine and I can continue to move forward. So step number one is ditch the all or nothing mentality. All right, step number two, remember your plate. So we have not talked about this yet, but one of the tools that I teach my clients all the time is to use my plate. So I think it came out by the USDA. Um, this was in response to the um, Food Guide Pyramid, which we no longer use or teach anymore. Um, but the premise of my plate is a pictorial representation of what our plate should look like in terms of portion sizes. And so I always recommend half your plate should be vegetables, a quarter of your plate should be protein, and a quarter of your plate should be your starch. And that is what a well-balanced meal looks like. When you're in the midst of chaos or when you're in a, in a situation like where, where you didn't prepare the food, so maybe a party or a picnic or something like that, always remember my plate. Half your plate vegetable, quarter plate starch, quarter plate protein. That is what a well-balanced meal looks like. So regardless of what foods you have in each of those categories, let's say you have macaroni and cheese. That's great. I like macaroni and cheese too, but it's a quarter of my plate. And so it may not be the healthiest item, but I can still come out with a win if I put it in the appropriate portion size. All right, so Number one, ditch that all or nothing mentality. But number two, remember my plate. So even if it's not the best foods that you're handed, you can still come out with a win by having good portion control. And finally, tip number three is extend yourself some grace. And this is one that I struggle with because I like when things are perfect. I like when I get them all right the very first time. And honestly, that's just not even realistic. And it's not true. I rarely get things right the first time. So when your routine is disrupted, when life doesn't go as planned, you know, we need to ditch the all or nothing mentality, but we also need to extend some grace, right? Life is hard. And when you beat yourself up about it, you're just making it harder, For so many of us, we think that shame and blame and guilt is going to motivate us to do better, but it actually takes us further from the goal. The only thing that can motivate time and time again is kindness. 
So be kind to yourself. Kindness doesn't mean, you know, give up and throw your hands in the air and do nothing. That's not kindness. But giving yourself some grace is kind, right? Realizing, hey, I'm in a really unique situation right now. And so, yeah, my plan may have to go out the window and that's okay. You're not a failure because your plan left. You're just adapting to the situation. All right. So, you know, think about what can you control? That's the hardest part. Figuring out what I can control and what I can't and knowing the difference between the two. You can't control, or I should say, I couldn't control that I had no electric and no water. So instead of getting really angry about it and just going to the grocery store and ordering a bunch of junk food, I figured, okay, what can I do? You know, what are the resources I have available? Where can I take my food to protect it so I can keep it and not have to throw it out? Um, how can I make dinner um, so that we can still have a well-balanced meal? It may look different. Uh, I might be using different cooking techniques, but all is not lost. I'm still in the game here. Okay, guys. So remember, ditch the all or nothing. Remember my plate. It's what's going to help you maintain some sense of control when everything else around you is uncontrollable. All right. It's going to help you feel well. It's going to help you feel grounded. And then the third tip is extend yourself some grace because we all need that from time to time. All right, guys, I'm going to give you your recipe of the, of the week. And this is a recipe that we used uh, when things got chaotic. So um, one of our favorite things to do is grill. And we had all these vegetables in our refrigerator and didn't know what to do with it. So guys, this one's just a really simple one. One of our favorite things to do is marinate our vegetables in Italian dressing and then grill them. Something really quick and easy. This isn't like a life-altering recipe, but one of our specific favorite things to do on the grill is zucchini. So you're going to marinate a zucchini, cut it into probably a quarter to a half inch thick slices. You got to maintain some type of integrity because once you marinate it and put it on the grill, you don't want it to fall apart. So you need it to be a little thick. And the name of the game here is low and slow, low heat, slow for a long amount of time. So the zucchini really gets to caramelize. And so you you marinate it in an Italian dressing for about half an hour, if not more. And then you place it on the grill and you begin to cook it low and slow, caramelize that. And then what we like to do is cr create these things called zucchini stacks. So it's zucchini, roasted red peppers, spinach, fresh mozzarella cheese, drizzle with balsamic vinaigrette, and then fresh basil on top. And that is one of our favorite things to eat, um, not only because it's tasty, but it's healthy. It utilizes a lot of vegetables from the garden, um, but it's just, it just tastes like summer. And so take advantage of those great flavors and the availability of the food and uh, love to hear if that becomes one of your favorite recipes too. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. I am so happy to report we are back on track at the Delgado house. We have electric, we have water. 
I'd like to say that I'm all caught up on laundry or dishes, but that will never, ever happen. So I'm sure we'll have some more crazy stories to share next week. Until then, thanks again for listening, and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please rate, review, and share with others so we can reach and help more people. For more information about nutrition, how to work with a dietitian, or about any of our programs, visit our website at bodymetricspa.com. Or you can find us on socials. We're on Instagram at Bodymetrics Health or on Facebook at Bodymetrics Health and Wellness Services. The book, Nourish, Eat, Repeat, is available on our website and Amazon in both paperback and ebook versions. Once again, I'm Adrienne Delgado, and I'll see you next week.